All right, all right. Hello, everyone. I hope that you guys have been listening into this segment. You guys know what it is, your favorite spoken word slash poetry segment here on Texas 101 Jams with your favorite host, Nene. <laughs> you guys, as I told you before, I have a special someone here sitting next to me. Tell everybody who you are. Who do I have sitting next to me? You guys know. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Zenashe. And I will now unfold the story behind that name and the lesson that it holds. 20 years ago, I worked my way through pup. 20 years ago, I worked my way through college ed, waitressing. I paid the bills, three jobs. Oh my God. In all, (laughs) I bled. A day arrived so full of strife, coworkers craved the pill that kept a smile upon my face when they all wanted to kill. What what are you on that gives you rest? I need some of your zen, they stressed. Mm. I smiled and just confessed my faith is all I need. Mm. Fast forward 10 and once again, a day arrived with rage and in the midst of chaos, others marveled at my grace Mm -hmm. hung around embraced my calm my total centeredness again they intoned zen you be but i did not see that in me until i embraced my destiny Mm -hmm. i had to give in it took me 20 years to see the purpose of my life Mm -hmm. to calm and soothe and to inspire to dim effects of strife ashe came next a word that means so be it like amen Yoruba in origin, it bonds me to lost kin, yet deeper still like Shayla written in the Psalms, it means be still Mm. and meditate on what you read, ponder long. Yet even more, it means my words exhale with force. They live, they breathe, they change the world. They alter my own course, a writer and a poet. This name states my destiny to exhale breathing, living, breathing words that change humanity that encourage people to consider truth Mm -hmm. and challenge them to grow because at the end of everything, self-knowledge must unfold. And so now you know my purpose Yes. and you understand my plan. You'll just enter the state of Zen, never be the same again. So that's a poem I use to introduce myself, but um, I am an educator. Um, I will be retiring from 27 years in public education um, next year. Um, yeah, so I've taught high school. I taught middle school, uh, mostly high school. Um, so I've worked in the inner cities for quite a while. I am wow. a community activist. Um, I am a podcaster. My podcast is called Zenergy. Um, I do workshops as a consultant. So I do have a, a book called Zenergize Your Life, which is a guided journal. So it's about getting people in touch with their best selves yes. and releasing that through visualization, through affirmations, through goal setting, through meditation through breath work. Um, And I also am a poet, spoken word artist, as you just heard from that piece. So I perform. I also put on my own shows, laughs and lyrics. Um, And I also am a memoirist. I released my best-selling poetry prose memoir, Plenty of Guppies and Other Dating Misadventures. It has been on the bestsellers list. Today is 58, day 58 on the bestsellers list. Yeah, it's fit. 37 days at number one in Native American poetry. Awesome. Yeah. And that's an homage. My grand, my great, great grandmother was uh, 50% Choctaw based on our family legend. Okay. Because so, I was going to ask about that. I'm like, why Native American? But, okay, yeah. So it. that was kind of an homage to her because we actually found her picture okay. recently, like in the last, well, last year. And, um, you know, of course, I've always repped my African-American side, but, you know, Native Americans, it, it was, I felt proud to find in my DNA when exactly, I did ancestry exactly. DNA that I, I've All got that you. Native American yes. ancestry and then to find out where it came from. So it was kind of a, an homage to her and the fact that many of us are indigenous to um, America. We were here um, and, and many people fled slavery into the Native American population. So it was kind of just a homage to that history. So you know, I do a lot of things. Many um, crowns. I do a I lot like of things. Many crowns. Not many hats. We were queens. We were many crowns that she yes, wears. I love you, it. I you. mean, artistic entrepreneur, educator. That's big to me. I'm I'm uh, in a PhD program right now myself. I'm a scientist full time. And so when I hear somebody talk about education, that is like, I'm super passionate about that. So I love that. Now, what, what did you teach uh, in terms of uh, education? I teach English, so I actually uh, took off today, um, and I've been teaching English um, all levels from, I taught, started at seventh grade, okay. which middle school was not for me, and shout out <laughs> to the middle school teachers, you are a special kind of person, 
special, special kind of person. I can't do middle school. I love it. Um, so then I started teaching ninth grade, then 10th grade, then I'm in 11th grade right now. I've taught 12th grade. Okay. So I teach English. I teach uh, regular English, limited English ESL. And I also teach AP Advanced Placement English. Oh, so I man. teach all levels. The nitty gritty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so all levels of English. Yes. And so you implement your poetry into that, I'm sure, some way, somehow. I do. Um, you know, we have... The more that I teach, the longer that I teach, the less autonomy yes. teachers seem to have in terms of some schools are almost going to what seem to be scripted lessons. Yes. And yes. and it's very, as a creative, as someone who got into education, because I love literature, because I love the arts, because I love what words can do as far as freeing people to express themselves, it is very stifling yes. to almost have scripted lessons. And I'm not going to say that we're that far but if they could give us a script yep. I think they would want to give us a script <laughs> yes, yes you know yes. so it, it has agreed. become very um restrictive yes very restrictive very agreed and and of course you are a poet I saw that you've you've performed over fit at uh, over 50 venues I performed at over 50 venues I've oh I, you know some people God. keep track of like all their performances I don't I, I wish I had because I would love to tell you this is how many times I've performed. But um, at one time I was performing two or three times a week. Wow. Um, so I've been performing as a spoken word artist for about four years now. Um, but of course, with COVID, we know that that stopped for eight months, exactly. which I think everybody who is an artist went through withdrawal. <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. Because um, yeah. I know that I had... You know, my podcast came out of that because yeah. I was going through withdrawal in a sense, in terms of poetry performing had become awesome. my stress relief. Awesome. And I didn't know how to function without, you know, function as the high functioning person I am without exactly. that stress relief. So um, I actually started a podcast. Wow, <laughs> man. And that's, let's unfold that because that's really interesting because I'm finding out, uh, like I told you, I, I do comedy and I actually have a comedy group I'm a part of called Throat Off Entertainment. We started during the COVID area, era because we were like, People need to laugh. We don't have any human interaction. Everybody's wearing masks. And nobody wants to look or be next to each other or whatever it is. And so, I mean, how did you even come up with that idea to, I guess you kind of talked about it a little bit, but just what what is kind of like the platform? Like, how did you come up with that to say, you know what, I'm going to give you guys something in terms of poetry. I'm going to start this podcast. I mean, what? how did that unfold? Well, um, what happened first was, quarantine happened March 15th the Ides of March was my last show and oh, if anybody knows anything yes. about Julius Caesar yes, beware the Ides of March you know he got assassinated <laughs> yes. on March 15th so we had this show it was a wonderful show and then the next day everything shut down and we were told that the restaurants were closed the bars were closed everything was closed everybody remembers that day um and so for me I'm like okay this is my biggest season coming up it's summer it's going to be, it would have been July 4th, Mother's Day, Father's Day, oh you know, my. all of those, yes, all of, yes. I would have had all of those shows coming up yeah. and okay, now I don't have at least eight shows that I was planning on doing. Um, so what am I going to do? And it was also, again, we're moving into online learning. Right. So it was every parent out there, every teacher out there probably, you know, has a little bit of PTSD <laughs> behind that transition that we yes. had that was so traumatic. Um, and so that was happening and I had had a lot of personal losses. I had had a lot of people who had died in my, um, circle. Yes. And so, um, I felt like, okay, I've lost everything. I've lost, you know, the classroom. I can't physically go in. I've lost the shows. I've lost performance. What do I have? Yeah. And then I just started to journal and I started to journal. Oh, I still have, I still have an abundance of things in my life. I still have the ability to take action. I still have, you know, some balance in my life. I still am bold about some things that I want to accomplish. I still have, and I started, and I realized I was kind of writing ABCs. Yes. And then I just started writing like just words and I went all the way to Z and I was like, oh, I have a lot of things. I feel better now. I can write about these things. I can, I can encourage myself about these things. And then people have been saying, oh, you got a great voice. You should do a podcast. I didn't know anything about podcasting. <laughs> I have never listened to a podcast in my life. But, you know, people can be speaking into your lives. So when I was writing all these journals, that idea popped up in my head. Yeah. Um, I should do a podcast. People say I have a great voice. I should do a podcast. 
what's a podcast? How do I do a podcast? And so I actually talked to my sister. Um, I was going through initiation at the time because I had kind of left um, traditional religion and I was going through Sacred Woman as a book by Queen of Fuwe. Mm-hmm. And she actually has um, where you can actually go through a class to get in touch with your womanhood, to get in touch with yourself as um, an African person, a person of African ancestry. And so I actually decided to go through that because what better time? You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I'm, I'm stuck in the house. And they were doing kind of an online call-in kind of uh, initiation. We had started in person, but we had to go online. And during that time, I found out about Reiki, and um, which is like an energy thing. So a lot of stuff was going on. And I said to my sister, do you think I should have a podcast? Do you think people would listen to yes. me? And she said, <laughs> she said, I would listen to you just to calm myself down. <laughs> I would just tune in just to calm myself down. If I'm having a bad day, I would just listen to you just to calm myself That's down. That's right. And she was like, what do you need to get started? I'll help you. And I was like, I need $300 for this class. She was like, here, where's your cash? Oh, man. And she gave me that $300. And I was like, okay. Like that? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, there you go. I got I to gotta, I gotta start on this class. Yes. So the class was like 45 lessons. I only did like 25. And I was like, okay, I, I know enough. So I started the class, I think, in April. And then by September... I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and start. And I started, the first two episodes are just me talking about the first two topics. And then I started having guests come on. And um, I basically would put up 10 topics at a time. A person could pick their topic and we would come and talk 30 minutes about the topic. What does it mean to them? How have they been working in this area? And then the other 30 minutes would be about the guests. Love it. Okay. And so the podcast started uh, in September of 2020 and then within a year, it was top 10%. Wow. And it's it's edging towards top 9% well, now. come on. Yes. I've got subscribers in uh, 53 cities and 35 countries. And actually, people, this journal, Zenergize Your Life, actually came out of the podcast because people okay. kept saying, you talk about journaling, what do you write about? Can it. you teach me to journal? I was like... Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And then I created the journal. The education component. And right. so, <laughs> and then this debuted um, at number nine on Amazon. Awesome. And the bestsellers list in Mind, Body, Spirit. And I was like, oh. Wow. Yeah. That is so, so encouraging. So that's that's kind of where the podcast came from. And that's where the journal came yeah, from. Yeah, no, that's so encouraging. Especially yeah. to those who journal. I, I'm, I journal, which is how I started writing spoken word as well. It was like a healing process to me, so I can definitely relate to that. I mean, I just think that's amazing. Everything you have going on. Listen, as a poet, again, she has some a piece that I'm about to play. You guys, I fell in love with this piece as soon as I heard it. <laughs> it's called Blue Water Green Tree. We're going to listen to that, and then we're going to talk about that when we come back after the break. Listen, I hope you guys have been enjoying the interview so far. Remember to tell everybody about uh, this segment, and here we go. share a little piece and it's from my life I wrote everything pretty much I write is from my life mm-hmm. me too yeah but this is <laughs> one that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need a little audience participation with okay so this piece is about men and women and it uses a metaphor all right the metaphor for men is water now why would I say you know what do we call a really sexy man? We call him a tall, tall drink of water. Exactly. A tall glass. A tall glass of water. So right. when I do this, like a wave, I want you guys to say that word. So we're going to practice. Water. All right. And in this poem, there's also another metaphor for women, and it's a tree. So when I do this, I want you guys to say. Women. Tree. 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 Okay. okay. When, I, when, I, when I do this tree, I want mm-hmm. you to say. Yeah, I, I can't okay. get it. Gonna say tree. 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 Got it. All right. So, this little metaphor, it kind of shows my life. All right. Um, and it shows how I got aligned with the wrong things. I saw my world the wrong way and it damaged me, but I was able to change. So once again, this is water, water, tree, blue, water, green, tree, 
She carries him like a mother carries her child, but he's her husband. Trust him like the sand that slips through her fingers at the beach, but loves him like an oak loves water. Born on the Mississippi, she's known water, water as deep and dark as Mississippi mud, or as clear as Bahama breezes. Water as cold as a hailstorm and as hard as a steel door. Water that closed around like death as she waits to exhale. He is her water. She is his tree. He runs, plays, visiting the beaches. She stands, toweringly waiting. He rages, rips houses apart, but just rolls around her roots, snagging only clumps of clay. He gurgles bubbled melodies to her whistle in the wind. Moody like the moon, his tide waxes and wanes. Waxes and wanes, she stands. Rings centuries around her stature, holds the wealth of a million generations of mother-lover sense in her outstretched arms. Her leaves fall into his ripples, a million tears of change. Blue, water, water green, tree. So, thank you. Yes! Ooh, that gave me chills. Mm. Thank mm. you. So what, what could you tell about my first marriage from that poem? How would you describe my husband? Controlling. Con yeah, controlling. Mm. And how would you describe our interaction? It was kind of like, if he was controlling, you were kind of just, no, you know, kind of step back a little. Kind of, I don't want to say intimidating, or he was intimidating, but you were kind of, Kind of like a shutdown kind of thing. That's how I would see it. Yeah, I mean, so I wrote that poem about dysfunction mm -hmm. and how sometimes what's feeding you, mm -hmm. a tree needs water. Yes. yes. Okay. But sometimes the water is drowning the tree. That's it. And sometimes <laughs> I, you have to have some good friends to come and. Take, you, Take you away. You know, a tree can be transplanted. Oh, yes, a tree yeah. can be moved. Yes, it, can. it doesn't have to stay rooted and grounded into something that's terribly uh, damaging and destroying. You know, mm -hmm. so and and water, <laughs> water can drown you. Water, water can be beautiful. Yes. Water can be cleansing. Right. But it can kill you too. Yes. So, you know, relationships have the potential to be both harmful and helpful. And you got to know which one you're in. Hi, guys. We are back. We are back. We're here with Zen. Ashe. Ashe. <laughs> you guys, I was saying, and, and that's how it's spelled, but Ashe, I, I actually like that one much better. So, <laughs> Zen Ashe, you guys, that was her spoken word, blue water, green tree. How amazing. Let's let's unfold this because I was so in tune with this. The, this is actually the topic that I love writing about the most um, is, is my relationships because that's what I went through the most. Those were some of my most trying times in my life. And I'm always looking for analogies to describe those relationships that I've been with. But when I tell y'all this is genius, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, Nina, you got to step your game up. <laughs> Tell us, what was the catalyst uh, for Blue Water Green Tree? And I know you talked about it a little bit. You guys, she educated you uh, within that audio segment. But if you did miss it, just tell us a little bit more about that. How did that, how did that even come about? Well, one thing that I, I guess you could say I dislike uh, is sometimes that people will leave a relationship and they act like there was nothing good in that relationship. Yes. Like, like, oh, he was just absolutely horrible. He yes. was just absolutely... And that can't be true, in my opinion. It can't be true. There had to be something that drew you to this person. There had to be something that was feeding you. And then there might have been a shift right. where things change. You know, um, when I first got married, oh, I loved him. He yeah. was the, I felt he was the love of my life. You know what I mean? And um, even though I saw that we were very different um, and I thought we were incompatible, he convinced me we weren't. Yes. 
Okay. And he was very charming, very intelligent. Um, and, but the first year of our marriage, I was extremely happy. I was uh, in love. I was pregnant. I was looking forward to this amazing life. And then everything shifted, yes. <laughs> you know, when, when the kids were born, he felt overwhelmed. I didn't sign up to have twins. Uh, you weren't supposed to get pregnant with twins. Well, oh I can't control God. that. Right. I can't take them back. <laughs> you know, I can't take them back. They're not little, you know, they're, they're not here. Yeah, they're here. So, you know, this is, this is so expensive and this is so difficult. Oh we never my. sleep and. You know, and I, I'm in my 20s. I'm supposed to be having fun. And you you begged me to get pregnant. Yeah. You begged me to you get pregnant. That part. Now, you know, <laughs> you said you wanted to have kids. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. You know, and, and so um, it was a total shift in our relationship. I wasn't prepared for it. Nobody had told me that that could possibly happen when you get married and have kids that it, it might not be this beautiful, wonderful experience mm -hmm. that some people really aren't prepared for parenthood. And it, and it brings out their insecurities. It brings out their, um, their, 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 all, he didn't have a father, you know, yes. um, he saw his father, he saw his father when he was like five, six years old. And then he saw him again when he was like 21. Oh my gosh. So he didn't have a father. Right. So he didn't have any, you know, idea of what fatherhood was exactly uh, and his views on fatherhood as i found out later were very flawed yes yes <laughs> because basically he felt like well anything i do is better than what my dad did so exactly. don't criticize me wow and, and how you deep know? is that you just unlock something very powerful that i think a lot of people don't want to look at when they're in a place of hurt is why is this person the way they are why are they doing the things that they're doing why can't they see it the way that it i guess should be seen the foundation has a lot to do with it. And I think we don't want to see that when we're in a hurt place at during that time. Right. So I, I really do love that. So the, the blue water green tree, how did you come? Well, I just, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a way for me to give credit to the fact that, okay, there was love there and there was goodness there, but at some point it became deadly and it became uh, damaging. And then at that point, no matter how much, there can still be water is always able to nourish. That's okay. Right. But at some point you got to realize either I'm going to leave the situation or I'm going to drown and die. That's right. That's and right. even though water itself may not be always horrible at this point, it has become deadly. Yes. And at this point I have to leave. So to me, it's that, it's that idea. Yeah. This water can be blue. And it can be beautiful. I mean, my, my ex-husband was a very handsome man, very charming man. He is still to this day a ladies' man. <laughs> if I mean, you know, still to this uh -oh. day, you would look at him and be like, mm, that's uh -oh. a tall drink of water. That's right. You know what I mean? And, and now that he's got the salt and pepper, okay, even more. You know what I mean? But, but that doesn't mean... <laughs> that there's not some very, very dangerous things that's under right. that current, you know? Right. So... So it was really just my way of uh, trying to show that even in these toxic relationships, that there can be things that were good in that. And also right. to me, um, some people have this idea, oh, if you're in a domestic violence situation or if you're in this toxic relationship, why don't you just leave? It should be so easy to leave. Number one. You love that person. It's hard to leave any relationship where you love someone. Number two, if you build a family, you gotta, you gotta give up that fantasy. One of the things that was hardest for me to give up was the idea of being married till death do us part. Mm -hmm. I had grown up around people who were married right. and stayed married regardless of what happened. Wow. And we have this two sided thing in our society. You know, why don't our marriages last like our grandparents' marriages? And then you should just leave. You should just <laughs> it's too, it's, too it's totally like, make up your mind. Yeah, so true. You know, so, true. so some people will be like, you know, well, our grandparents stuck together and they got through it and you need to do that. And, and then, oh, if you're not happy, you should leave. If they're being abusive, you should leave. So I kind of felt caught up in that of, should I stay? Should I go? Should That's I stay? Right. Should I go? If I leave my, my kids are not going to have a father. I see what not having a father did to him. Yes. Do I really want to do that? I have to take that responsibility and say, I chose to leave. I could have stayed. Yeah. He wasn't making me leave. He wasn't talking about leaving. I'm the one who's making this decision to leave. So I had to say, okay, what is the best decision? And sometimes it's difficult to say, 
I think it's better to leave than stay because you feel, I felt like a failure. Yeah. I felt like if I was better at being a mother, if I was better at being a wife, if I was better at filling in these gaps that his dad didn't give him, that his mom didn't give him, we could heal. Let's go to therapy. He told me, I don't need to go to therapy. I'm a great husband. I, I, I can't keep a job and I do curse you out and I do break shit when I get mad, but I'm a great husband. And I was like, oh, that's your definition of great. Oh my God. Okay. We are on two levels of great. Cause I wouldn't even say I'm a great wife just cause there are dishes in the sink and I need to vacuum. Yes. You know? So my, my, my estimation of great is way up here and your estimation of great is way down there. <laughs> so, um, Oh. And, and things like that don't always come out right. before you get married. And that's a whole nother this thing. People so are like, true. you know, well, if you just know the person, you'll know all that. You'll see all the red flags. Not true. <laughs> I didn't see the red flags till we had kids. Yeah. Because when we had kids, that was a different level of stress he had not experienced. Exactly. And so it brought out things in him that I would never have seen. Yes. If it was just the two of us dealing with life. Yes. Yes. So. People judge a lot and they don't really understand every stress brings its own reaction. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and so Blue Water Green Tree was really just about trying to show the good and the bad and trying to show the difficulty in leaving something that does nourish you, that does feed you, that does, you know. I mean, there is a symbiotic relationship between a water and a tree. There's exactly. a symbiotic relationship between a man and a woman that love each other. But sometimes you got to go. Yep, that's right. You got to go. Don't drown you know? yourself. Yeah. That's right. So that's really what the poem was about, trying wow. to, to capture the complexity of that um issue. Yes. And you did that. <laughs> well, thank I was you. just so in awe by this. Uh, I, I really love the analogy. Uh, we're going to listen to it again after we come from this break. Now, can they find this anywhere? Uh, I want them to know where they can find your spoken word, your poetry, anything. Um, so just let us know where they can find this one specifically. Um, on, I do have a YouTube channel, Zenergy, Z-E-N-N-U-R-G-Y. If you Google uh, Zenergy, you can find the podcast. Uh, they're about 75 episodes of the podcast nice. that that actual clip came from a podcast called alignment. Wow. And I was actually talking to uh, two other women who had been through abusive relationships okay. and we were talking about our healing process. Okay. How did we come back to ourselves after our abusive relationship? Just to give you a little more background on my first marriage, by the time we got divorced, um, he had been arrested several times for domestic violence and he ended up with a felony behind it, um, for his abusive behavior towards me. Um, and I had a protective order by the time we got divorced. Um, so it wasn't just a personality disagreement. It 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 was, was, there was actual physical violence in that relationship, but still, even with that, and I'm going to just fess up. Even with that, I was still trying to go to therapy. Even with that, I was still trying to do what I, everything I possibly could because I didn't want to give up. Right. Because I felt like we could fix this if we just fix it. But it takes two people to fix it. It can't be just one person saying, I want to fix this. It has to be two. So at one point I realized, okay, this is so dangerous. I need to leave. Um, So, but that, that episode alignment is about that. But on the Zenergy uh, YouTube Blue Water Green Tree is on there. It doesn't have the music because I just added, I had Rodney Smith. I'm going to shout out to Rodney Smith. He actually created the original music for that. And he's actually working on mixing and mastering this for me because eventually sometime in the future, who knows when, I will have an album of spoken word and this will be on it. Um, But so this was my first dabble at getting someone to create original music for my pieces. But Blue Water Green Tree is um, on my YouTube page, along with some other poems. And um, if you want to read my poetry, my book, Plenty of Guppies and Other Dating Misadventures, is a memoir. It's the last seven years of my life. It starts off. Yes. Seven, two. I'm sorry. I love that number. But yes. Okay. Seven (laughs) is a number of completion. Yes, it is. It starts the day that I got divorced and it tells you the A to Z of my life. You probably have noticed I have this thing about A to Z. So first chapter is attitude. And every time you see, um, well, it starts off the first thing you see is a timeline. So I actually went on 147 dates. Okay. 
in seven years. Wow. And I was doing the online dating thing, 147. Okay, girl. Okay, girl. 101-er in the book. And every time you see a fish, okay. that's a guy. Oh, wow. Because they tell you plenty of fish are in the sea. Yeah. Well, my, my title, Plenty of Guppies, is the idea that they aren't all fish. Some of them are guppies. You would throw some of them back into the water. So nobody is embarrassed in this piece yes. because all of the guys have nicknames. I love it. Um, every time you see pins, that's a poem. So there's actually 92 poems in the book. Okay. And at the end of every chapter, there's a lesson that I learned. So there's 26 chapters, there's 26 lessons. And at the end of the book, you have all 26 lessons um, at the end. So you can see all of them in a row. Um, and so this is basically all of the things that I learned in the last 26 years is how I became a spoken word artist, how I healed from my divorce, how I uh, became an author, how I dealt with my kids um, leaving the house in terms of the empty nest. And it also deals with a lot of ideas we're taught, like being a damsel in distress. What's what's my thought about yeah. that? Okay. The whole Lilith and, you know, oh, man. Yeah. Lilith and, you know, Jezebel yes, yes. and Eve and Pandora, like all of us women are just, yeah. we just the root of all evil, you know, just a lot of little myths that are in our society that people throw around. So I've run up against people who believe these things over the last seven years. And I actually deal with a lot of different uh, societal, uh, how could you put myths yeah. about singleness, yeah. about domestic violence, about black women, uh, black men. Yeah. I love black men. I think black men are wonderful. I think they get a, a bad yeah. rap. So I, I have, I've written a whole lot of philosophies in here, you know, that a lot of people might, they might be inspired by just to see a different side. Cause sometimes we hear a lot of negativity yes. about our community, about ourselves. So this is kind of how I broke away from a lot of those negative messages yes. and the resources that kind of helped me to rebuild my self-esteem, rebuild my self-image, um, and decide that I'm going to go natural. I went I natural. Like yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the last time you saw me, I was yeah. not natural. No, no, no. You know, so even, even taking control of my hair, yes. you know, so it, it kind of shows you that whole thought process of becoming my most authentic self, going for my dreams. Um, and how did I get there? Because nothing happens you know, in a vacuum. It, I got there through so many people who spoke into my life, yes. so many books that I read, you know, so I just take you on that journey. And I think by seeing somebody else's journey, sometimes it can help you wherever you are right. in your journey. That's right. And so, so that's plenty of guppies and other dating misadventures. It's on Amazon. Yes. So if you look up Zenashe, Z-E-N-A-S-E, two words on Amazon, you'll see both books, Zenergize Your Life yes. and also plenty of guppies. So you can get those both on Amazon. No, I'm, I'm purchasing right after this show because she she spoke life right there and all that. <laughs> thank you. I'm thank very, you. very interested. I'm very, very interested. I love it. Listen, guys, we have to go on a break. Uh, we're going to come back. I'm going to play her Blue Water Green Tree again. I'm going to play a little bit of something from my own spoken word album, Pride My Last Year Yesterday. I know people requested that. And then we're going to come back and we're just going to give an outro so you guys can find out everything she has going on in Houston is so much. <laughs> workshops everything and, and and then we'll unfold that uh afterwards so again you guys are tuned in here to texas 101 gems newest uh poetry show poetry fridays and here we go this is amazing so okay yes i'm just i'm so interested because the next thing that I want to do after doing this is courses. I want to host my own poetry night, um, which the CEO over this uh, radio show, he's going to help me do that. He has a building. And so just like I want people who have books, journal, whatever you have. I want vendors there. I want. So this is also amazing. I have to connect with you. <laughs> Awesome. I'm, I'm not from here, which is the hardest part for me. I'm from Wisconsin. I moved here in 2013, so I'm, you know, I'm getting like finding my way through. But connections, knowing people who do what, and just trying to figure everything out. I mean, that's it's it's tough. So I mean, I'm I'm really interested in this book and everything. This is amazing. It's really inspiring. Thank you so much. I Maybe one day. <laughs> 
Maybe one day I'll get there. But that that is awesome. Well, having a spoken word album is amazing. So, you know, you've done something I haven't done, and I've done something you haven't done, so we can be inspired by each other. Exactly, exactly. I just, I love it. Guppies, because I was wondering why I was like, plenty of guppies. I'm like, why guppies? There's comedy in this. There's some comedy in this. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, oh, no, he did it. And then there's that, ooh, he did that. Ooh. You know, so it's got the sexiness. It's got the comedy. It's got the, the the, the revelations of different, um, you know, I've had some really wonderful men that yes. came through my life. They just didn't happen to be compatible with me. But wow. but I have been so blessed. Yeah. I, I have been so blessed. I cannot ever say, oh, my life has been amazing. Yeah. And, and it's just been a great experience, yeah. you know. And to have left Blue Water Green Tree yeah. and then end up here. So, you know, when I was in that That's situation awesome. and I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, do I want this to be the rest of my life? And then I'm so glad that I didn't stay. Yes. I'm so glad that I branched out because none of this would have happened. We wouldn't be sitting here. Exactly. Had exactly. I, I mean, I might not be sitting here. Exactly. I might be six feet under, you know, yes. I might've been six feet under. So, you know, it's, I'm so grateful so many times when I think about the decisions that I've made and how it could have been so different. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It could have been so different. No, I, I mean, I'm, so, I'm in love with that. That's exactly how all of this worked after my divorce. I had gotten into the acting and the spoken word and it just like for some reason it heightened my artistic side of myself that I always had but I just wasn't focused on it because I had so much other things going on I was trying to focus on being married and being a wife and family and so when that happened it was like who are you and what do you want to do and so I I just I absolutely love this This is like (laughs) I can see this Two two different people, but similar stories. So yeah, I mean, it's inspiring. That was a message that I wanted to put out because sometimes women are told, "Well, if you divorce, you're going to have this dirt. There's nobody's going to be interested in this forty-something-year-old woman who's divorced with two kids. You're not even going to be able to get a date." Uh, And I wanted to say, well, that may be true for some people. I can't speak for everybody. I can only tell you my story. And my story is none of that affected me getting dates. You know, being plus size didn't affect it. Having gray hair didn't affect it. You know, having a business and and a nine to five didn't affect it. None of that. None of that stopped men from asking me out. None of that stopped me from online dating. None of it had. No. Exactly. So... If you want to do that, if you want to, you know, take that that risk, you can say that, hey, at least one person had a good experience, you know, so they're they're telling me nobody does. Well, I know one person that had a good experience, you know, so if it just gives them that little bit of an option to say, you know, yeah, because it is a scary thing to do. You don't know what's going to happen after you do it. You've been committed to something, you know, what people are going to think or whatever it is. But Mm -hmm. yeah, just to have, like you said, have an example. It's like, well, she's happy. Yeah, and I I make, and that's a whole other thing that I wanted. I start off the book saying, I am something that people say doesn't exist, single and happy. Oh, I love it. Because people act like if you're single, you must be miserable. You must be crying in your soup every day. Oh, me, poor, wow, it's me. Oh, my God, nobody wants me. But. But no, that is not the reality for a lot of women. A lot of women are living very vibrant lives. They, they, there is a difference between single yeah. and lonely. That's so true. There's a difference. That's so true. You know, so uh, I, I wanted to, to bring light to that because I see a lot of, I do see bitter single women. I see yeah. that. I see lonely single women. Yeah. And I also see a lot of women who are neither bitter and not not lonely at all. That's true. And they're single, so I just wanted to say, hey, there's there's different. It's not one narrative. There are many, many, many narratives. There are many ways to um, experience life, and it doesn't have to be one way. Marriage is not the only thing that makes you successful. It is not. You know, <laughs> it is not. So I love it. I love it. I really love it.
This is my first time working this system, so it's like, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I'll let this one play out and it will come in. But yeah, I, I really, I think that, especially the topics that you're choosing, they're so relatable. And that's to me, like some of the best spoken word and poetry. I love listening to someone. I'm like, yes, I needed that. <laughs> that was healing for me. That was a testimony. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely interested in everything you have going on. I'm so glad I did this. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, another, another, you asked me about, um, you know, tree and yeah. water. Another message in that is when I got divorced, I felt like I had lost my identity. And it was very, um, it was very, I guess, empowering to realize I hadn't. I was still yeah. a tree. I could still produce fruit. I love it. I just because I wasn't in that marriage anymore didn't mean that I stopped being a tree. Yeah. You know, and sometimes people can give you this message of if you're divorced, it's like you're not a woman anymore. It's like yeah. you're not d- desirable anymore. It's like you, you know, it, 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 so I had to kind of get rid of all of that thought process and say, I am still just as much of a woman. I'm still just as desirable. Yes. I'm still just. Everything I had before, yeah, yeah, everything I had before, I still have. I didn't lose any of that just because I went to court and got a divorce decree. Right, exactly. You know, I lost a marriage and a marriage is one thing that I chose. Hey, I'm not going to be a part of this anymore, but I still have myself. Yes. And so that was, you know, something that I was, um, it it was very affirming to me to to realize that and to realize that I could think about a tree how tall can a tree grow nobody knows exactly. nobody knows That's so true. it could grow it. 300 feet it could grow 500 feet how much fruit can it produce <laughs> how, how many you know if you have a tree that is dropping fruit well yeah. every piece of fruit that it drops has another seed in it yes so how many people could i influence to go out and do something great i don't know I mean, I don't know who's listening. Somebody out there might be, you know, inspired to do something. You know, somebody on Facebook might be inspired to do something. So it was that whole idea of limitless potential, you know, and and just, yeah, affirming that. Y'all, we are back on. Sorry, we're having too good of a time right now. We're talking about a lot and folding a lot right now. We're still on Blue Water Green Tree. That's how... That's how great this analogy is. She's unlocking so much for me. I'm learning a lot just in this small segment, this interview here. So you have two best-selling books on Amazon right now. I tell do. us, tell us more about those again. Uh, I want to hear more about those. I also want to hear about what you have going on here in Houston because you have so much going on. And I think I know I'm one of those people where I'm looking for opportunities, especially in terms of of my artistic side. Okay. How can I enhance my poetry? What if I want to go to a poetry night? What if I want to network with uh, others who are doing the same thing? Tell us more about all of that. Well, the first book I released, I released on December 6th okay. of 2020 and it hit number nine on um, Amazon and like yes. mind, body and spirit and new thought. And that's uh energize your life volume one. Yes. It's a 29 page guided journal. I have done journaling my whole life. We talked about being a journaler. Um, I didn't like the journals that I bought. Okay. They would give me 365 days of work. (laughs) I don't do anything for 365 days. I just don't. I'm sorry. I, you know, I might eat and sleep for 365 days, but there's no book I'm going to go to every day for 365 days. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. And then they kept giving me the same prompts over and over again. So after about day 10 of doing the same prompt, I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this again. Right. So I wanted to create um, a guided journal that was doable to me. Yes. Doable. Um, so this one is just 29 pages. Every day that you come to it, it's a different topic. Okay. Um, I also, as an educator, I've learned that people learn in different ways. We have visual learners. We have kinesthetic learners who like to touch things, like to cut things out. We have auditory learners who like to listen to things. Yes. You know, we have um, people who are a mix of all those things. So Very true. in the book, 
It has prompts for you to cut pictures of role models out and paste those down. Okay. Um, to do a vision board. That's again can be oh, cutting wow. and pasting. I love that. Yeah. Okay. To to listen to songs yeah. and when you're listening to that song, say an affirmation related to the topic because what'll happen is after you've done that several times, the song and the affirmation will link. So you'll be out somewhere hearing that song and the affirmation will automatically pop in your head. I love that. So you created a positive trigger. So I wanted to give people a book where they could do the visual. They could look at it. They could read it. They could do the journaling and write things out. They could have the role models. Role models, why create, you know, the wheel over again? Go research. Look at YouTube. Find somebody who's done what you want to do in that area. Listen to their life. You know, read about them. Um, there are places to put a book that you want to read for every topic. I love audio books. I also love physical books. So yeah, I wanted people to tap into all of these different resources that we use for learning. And so that's what the guided journal is. It has lots of different activities. It has affirmation prompts, meditation prompts, reflection prompts, gratitude prompts, goal setting prompts. So it has, uh, every time you come to it, it's a new experience. It's not the same thing. Um, you can customize it. Yes. If you don't want to do the cutting and pasting, don't do the cutting and pasting. You know, <laughs> if you don't want to do the meditation, I would encourage you to, but don't do that. It talks about aromatherapy. Yeah. It talks about all meditation. of these, <laughs> yes, all of these different things. So it's customizable. Yeah. Um, I talk to people about doing things like putting stickers by the goals that they yeah. accomplished in here. Anything we can do to encourage ourselves, do it. You know, so yes. I love stickers. Yes. So put stickers oh, in there. I you just know? love this. Okay. So, so it's very hands-on um, and I do workshops with it. I was doing a workshop once a month. Um, I don't have one scheduled for this month because okay. I have been super busy this month, but yes. but normally I'm doing one once a month. And when I do the workshop, it is focused on one page of the book. Okay. And we go in and we talk about the songs. We talk about the books. We talk about the role models. We talk about, you know, visualizing. We do breath work. We do moving meditation. I do uh, qigong, which is basically breath, sound, yeah. and and physical wow. movement along with visualization. We do journaling activities. Um, so, so that's Zenergize Your Life. Okay, Volume One. Okay. I will be releasing Volume Two most likely next year. Because um, Volume Two is already written, it's just not released to Amazon. So, you, if you want it, if you finish Volume One and you want Volume Two, you can actually order it directly from me. <laughs> At lastandlyrics.com, but I don't have it released to Amazon yet. Um, the other book, Plenty of Guppies and Other Dating Misadventures. This book, again, like I said, is my personal journey. Um, all the hangups that I got over, getting over being divorced, getting over being a single woman in my forties, getting over, is anybody going to want me because I'm plus size? Is anybody going to want me because, you know, I have a business and I have a career. I'm an intelligent woman. Is that intimidating to men? You know, all of these different theories that people throw out there, they are theories. They are based on their personal experience. And I basically said, okay, this is what people have said. Is this true for me? No, no, not true for me. So I'm going to discard that. And so, um, in writing this, I was able to go back to that day that I got divorced and show people exactly how I felt, how broken I was. Um, go, I, I wrote journals. I've been a journaler. As you can see, I created a guided journal. <laughs> so literally you have pieces of my journals in here. This is not made up. Everything in this book happened wow. and everything in this book, I was able to give you the details that I was able to give you because I journaled. Yes. So you're getting the raw way I felt at the time. Wow. And seeing how I transformed over time. And so it also kind of shoots in the foot that idea that the people that you see doing, as she said, all these amazing things, they didn't start out there. (laughs) You know, I started out as just as scared as she was the first time that I got on the stage. Holding the paper, thinking, oh my God, oh my God, have I, what have I gotten myself into? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was intimidated by spoken word artists, you know? I told my mom, I was like, I don't think I could ever do that. She was like, what are you talking about? You memorize songs? You memorize Shakespeare? You know, Man. little things. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's your words. Why couldn't you memorize them? So you get to see the thought process. You get to see my limiting beliefs and how I actually faced up to them and overcame them. So it's very transparent. It's very raw. Um, it was, it was a book I didn't even want to write, but there came a point in time when I really felt that to move forward, I had to go back 
and I had to reflect yeah. on the last seven years of my life because there were, I felt stuck. Yes. Even as many, I had 50 million goals <laughs> that I felt like I didn't even know how to start moving towards because I felt like there was a stuckness. Exactly. And so I, I felt like I had to go back to move forward. Yes. And so that was what my muse was telling me. Go back, girl. Go back and reflect. Yeah. Sit down it, and reflect. That's so powerful. That is and so powerful, yes. I, I listen to my muse because every now and then it, it kind of puts its hands on its hips and says, if you don't listen to me, we're going to just go somewhere else. Exactly. We're not going to talk to you anymore. Exactly. You know, you're not going to be able to write poetry. Yes. <laughs> so, so you better listen to us. You know, so um, that's that little voice that pops in my head when I'm trying to write, you know, yeah. it talks to me sometimes and fusses at me. And, how and so important is that because most times when you go back, <laughs> you find something that you didn't yeah. find at first. And right. then you're like, oh, maybe that there's something about me too, where I need to fix that. <laughs> and maybe I'll stop ending up in this situation. And yes, I love that. I love so, that. so that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was very transformative. It was extremely enlightening. Yeah. I found out stuff about myself writing the book. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Yes. Um, yes. So it was, it, and it definitely got me unstuck and it definitely transported me to a different place in my life. Amazing. A, a place of clarity, a place of gratitude yes. because I just realized how many people were responsible for where I am. Yes. It's not just me. I, I, I mean, um, I, I mentioned my sister earlier in the episode and how she's sewn financially into my business. Yeah. You know, I mentioned um, in the book, Baba Fana, he was my mentor spiritually, how he sewed into my life. You yes. know, I mentioned the Shrine of the Black Madonna um, has so many. They have coming up. You said what's coming up April 30th. Yes. I will be doing a poetry workshop at... Um, the Aldean Library, okay. which is right off of West Road and 45 from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Yes. Before that, I will be at the Shrine of the Black Madonna. I will be there from 11 to 12.30. But okay. they have a independent author show at the Shrine of the Black Madonna on MLK from 11 to 5, I believe. Okay. But I won't be able to stay there the whole time because I have another event. Okay. Um, so you can see me at either one of those, the Shrine of the Black Madonna from um, 11 to 12:30 on April 30th. There'll be many other uh, independent authors there. Okay. Um, and if you miss me, my books are in the Shrine of the Black Madonna bookstore. Um, and then I will be giving that free poetry workshop at Aldine Library. Free. Did it's you hear free that? for those who it's don't free. like to <laughs> I will be doing spoken word. We will be doing poetry exercises for beginners. It's it's for basically Yay. teens through adults. So you can bring your kids. Yes. All right. Um, and I also have um, my podcast I release every week. So you can tune in as energy. I do live recordings um, sometimes. Yes. I don't have any live recordings <laughs> schedule i have the next one is april 16th so okay. on sunday the 7th i'll be going live on my facebook page um and i have another one um i'll put the flyer out it's that next saturday so it'll be april 23rd mm -hmm. um i will be doing another uh live recording uh virtually so i do and if you want to be a guest you can you know reach out <laughs> reach out to me to reach out y'all yeah <laughs> so Hello, Texas 101 Jams. Do we have a caller? I guess not. <laughs> so um, those are the two events that um, I have scheduled right now. I do normally show up to a wonderful venue. Here or not. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> day six cafe, uh, day six coffee, coffee company on Prairie in Houston has a poetry night um, called the Newstonian on Saturday nights. Uh, it starts at eight with kind of a, a jam session, like musical jam session, and the poetry starts at eight thirty. I normally am there every Saturday night, so I plan to be there this Saturday night. Um, Josiah is, uh, the one who organizes that. So you can look up on, uh, Instagram, the new Stonian, okay. like N E W S T O N I A N new Stonian. Um, and you can come out for that. It is free. You do have to pay for parking downtown, okay. but it is a free As open always. mic. <laughs> yeah. So I normally do go there on Saturday nights. Um, last night I was at Bella, the speaker's 
kickback. So she has a kickback every Thursday night at Lounge 33, okay. yes. um, which is on FM 1960. So Sometimes I'm there. Um, I was there last night performing yes. and she always has amazing spoken word artists there. So there's um, all kind of poetry shows going on. Um, there's pretty much one every night and I try to get to as many as I can when yes. I have the time. Um, so just follow my page, you know, Zenashe, Z-E-N-A-S-E. You can see where I'm going to be, where I'm going to be performing. Um, I do vend. I do have a store. I sell affirmation cards. I sell magnetic bookmarks with positive sayings on them, roll-on essential oils, Afrocentric earrings. Like I'm actually wearing one that says I am black excellence. I love it. Uh, so I have Afrocentric earrings, um, the guided journals, volume one and volume two. Volume one, you can't get on Amazon. Plenty of guppies. Yes. My memoir, you can get on Amazon. But I normally do have physical copies with me when I vend. Um, so those are some of the things that I do you know and Just some <laughs> <laughs> that that is a lot <laughs> like well how many hours are there in a day and <laughs> uh, i will be posting a a uh flyer soon um i do work with a non-profit called back to eden which is a domestic oh, nice. violence um basically the whole idea is turning survivors into leaders so basically, we try to get women out of domestic violence, get them stable, and help them to rebuild their lives. Wow. So we'll be doing a children's festival on um, April 16th, and I'll be posting you know, the information on my so page, yes. and it'll be free for kids to come out, for, for families to come out and do some fun things. You know, um, So we're going to be doing that. So yeah, we, we normally have events throughout the year where we're trying to... They, they do uh, giveaways for food and things like that. They have services where they're doing like anger management classes, wow. um, taxes, you know, helping you get help with your taxes. So a lot of diff different things I gotta get involved. Yeah, that people need. <laughs> so um, I'm trying to give back to the community in a lot of different ways. Yes, and, and I'm trying that. to definitely tap into my own, uh, I guess you can say past. Yes. You know, one of the psychologists that was on Oprah, I don't remember his name. He said, either you transform your pain or you transmit your pain. That's right. And so my goal in everything I do has been to transform my pain into healing for myself and other people. I love it. I yes. love it. She mm -hmm. just unfolded so much, you guys. Listen, I told y'all in the beginning, before she was here, I said, we're going to unpack a lot of information, a lot of information. And so now you guys see, you can find her on all these different platforms. We, we have books, journals, uh, workshops. We have uh, poetry nights, whatever it is that you guys just heard today. Then I say she is going in you guys. And so uh, she's a great person to network with. I hope you're listening in. If you're watching a live feed, either hers or mine, uh, make sure you share this video to those who are interested in any of these things she has going on. She's very involved in the community as well. Um, so we just really, really thank you for being here uh, again. I don't know if you did you shout out your social medias just in case I did. I did. But uh, Zenashe mm -hmm. on Facebook, Z-E-N-A-S-E -E on Instagram, Zenashe Poetry, Z-E-N-A-S-E -E Poetry um, on Twitter. I'm Ashe Poetry, A-S-E Poetry, um, LinkedIn. Um, let's see. The YouTube so channel is Zenergy, Z-E-N-N-U-R-G-Y. Zenergy is on 25 different streaming platforms, so you can look it up on Spotify, on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, any other one, Pocket Cast, uh, yes. Guyon. Um, so anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Zenergy. Uh, yeah. platforms, it says so, 25. 25, Z-E-N-N-U-R-G-Y. <laughs> Yes. So Zenergy means the urge for more peace and fulfillment in life. So I believe that all of us are trying to get more peace and fulfillment in life. And Zenergy is, is about giving you tools to get that done, That's right. whether it's books, whether it's interviews, whether it's the arts, you know, workshops, you know, all kinds of things, just conversations even. So, yes. So we thank you so much thank for being you. on today. What an amazing interview, you guys. I told you I had something good in store for you. So you guys know where to find uh, this segment every every Friday on Texas 101 Jams. We're here 12 to 2 p.m. I'll have more interviews coming in. I have some surprises with some uh, segments that I, I want to implement in as well. And so just look out for those announcements on my social media. Again, make sure that you follow and support all of my interviewees. I, I really, I'm bringing these people on for a reason. I hear, I have a lot of people asking me uh, about what platforms uh, they can get on. Uh, how can they network? Um, how can they get help uh, doing what 
uh, sort of uh, enhancing, you know, their artistic abilities. And so that's why I'm doing this. And so this was an amazing first interview and I am so honored to have have you on. So thank you. All right, you you guys, we're going to get into a little bit more poetry and we'll be back after this. I hope you enjoy. I mean, this is like everything that I've wanted (laughs) to do. Okay, Facebook Live feed. Listen, I'm going to hop off. Uh, If you guys want to hear the rest of the show, please hop on www.texas101jams or go on the (coughs) TuneIn app. Uh, You can type in Texas101jams and you'll find the interview there or the show there. Um, And so, yes, I'll also be reposting this to all of my platforms. If you did miss the interview and you just want to see and unlock what we uh, did today in this interview, you can do that. Okay. All right. Say bye. (laughs) See you guys later.